Autobots, Earth is our home now. As such, we should give ourselves earthly names. Okay, I guess I'll be Bumblebee. It's cute and non-threatening. I enjoy the music I've heard some of these Earth cats play. I'll go by jazz. And I shall be Optimus Prime. Now, really? What? Optimus Prime? I didn't call myself Maximus Genitalia. Welcome, Quintessence, to Geek Salad episode 147, Such Heroic Nonsense. <laughs> I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. And today... You got the touch! Today, yes. <laughs> we got the touch! You got the power! <laughs> uh, we are talking all about Transformers, from some of the really cool stuff that we grew up with, like the toys and the comic books, to the smoldering dumpster fire, which that, has become the Bayformers. That ash heap of my childhood <laughs> that Michael Bay has done. Save it. Save it. So, uh, before we begin, a couple of notes real quick. Catherine <laughs> could not make it because she's sick and in bed. Uh, Jim may still be joining us if his Little League uh, meeting ends anytime soon. Isn't he a little old for Little League? Yes, he is, but, you know, he's a ringer. Yeah, fair. So... He never graduated sixth grade, so um, steroids are hell. And we were also we were actually also going to have my brother-in-law uh, Matt come join us because he is a huge fan of the animated series and the animated movie. Um, but his friend Sean got sick, so uh, Sean, get better soon, my friend. Hope you feel better. Uh, yeah, and Matt, we'll we'll get you next time we we have a conversation that's relevant to our interests. So. Um, Guys, Transformers. What was your first introduction to Transformers? Well, I think it's the same for all of us. The original G1 cartoon. No, the G1 commercial. The original G1 commercial. Yep. Because it came out before the cartoon did. Yep. Okay, I, I missed it. Because I remember, I remember once, it was, I had just moved to Acton. It was like the fall of 83. Fall, spring of 83, 84. I remember yeah, the spring fall of 84. Of I remember it well. And I remember getting up for dress, and I saw the commercial on Channel 56. And it, I just, I just, it just like stood out to me. Like, what is this? This is so cool. I gotta have one. Yeah. This was essentially the last toy line I ever, ever like threw my lot in with. Before I kind of got a little too old for toys. Um, you never get too old. For you know, you toys. never get too old for toys, but especially no, now they're collectors' items. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, this was like the last, you know, year that Christmas gifts. Mainly were comprised of action figures and stuff like Star that. Wars so yeah, um, yeah. I remember it was Christmas of '84 because up until then, um, you know, most of the Transformers I had were like some of those cheap, you know, like the cheap uh, bubble pack. Well, the GoBots came out before, and the GoBots did. Yeah, the GoBots came out way before, and I had several like of those before. Yeah. I had a little, I, I had a little once. I kill. Yeah, we'll talk about those. I think I had Cop Tour. Well, I did too. He was the very first transforming robot I ever owned. Scooter. Cop tour. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about those in a few minutes because, you know, no conversation about the Transformers would be complete 
if we didn't talk about the go-bus. the cheap knockoffs. Or the cheap knockoffs, exactly. So, um, in terms of Transformers toys... Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet, Jetfire. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon, Shockwave. Separately from Hasbro. What were some of your favorites? Oh, I actually, st- I still have. Like, I, I brought over a few of my toy, my toys here. I have a, a light 'em up uh, action Optimus Prime, and I have a hot rod. But I do still have a diecast Rekgar. Oh, Rekgar! Wow. Yeah, uh, I still have wow. him somewhere. I, I, I was trying to find him. I couldn't find him. I, I think I know where he is, but I couldn't get to him. Um, but yeah, that's. Um, I, I I wanted I wanted to get a uh, an a Rodimus Prime, but I never got one. I had Rodimus Prime. Oh uh, man! Cause, well, because well, I had the I I had after seeing the movie, I I loved Rodimus. Oh, I, I loved Hot Rodimus. By the end of 1984, I had the entire G1 series one lineup. Okay. Yeah. So I had I had I mean I can sit there and name them all, but my favorite one was obviously Optimus. Yeah. Uh, Megatron because. You know what ten? You know what ten year old boy doesn't like going around playing with a toy gun? <laughs> that looks like, that looks like a Walter P. That looks like a real Walter P. Thirty eight. That's true. That's true. I remember with, the, a, with a silencer and uh, <laughs> a scope. Nothing wrong with that, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh God, love God, love the eighties. I remember having. Um, I remember getting Megatron. But, like, I kind of got him used, like, at a yard sale, mm-hmm. so he's missing the um, the the sidearm yep. and the silencer his black and his cannon. hands. Because that was the big thing with those things, is that their hands detached. Right. And just like Star Wars guns, they were, um, you know, just like Star Wars... Yeah, they disappeared. Yeah, exactly. They just disappeared. Uh, they but should, I, They should have made them, like, the, like the lightsabers. Oh, just have them, them yeah. I, yeah, you would think. You would think. But. They had. Um, I, d- I did get this gun transforming robot that was like a complete and utter knockoff of Transformers. <laughs> and it actually looked like a, a better looking gun. It looked like a little Smith and Wesson. <laughs> and when you fold it down, his arms, his head would pop up. So apart from these two stupid shoulder things, which means he couldn't see anything if he turned left or right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was that was one of mine. I remember Jim got Prowl, a cop car. Yeah. Oh, nice! And that was, actually, that one was one of my favorites. That was one of the most intricate transforming well, I, designs. I have, yeah. I, well, I had both Prowl and Blue Streak, which were basically the same model, yeah. just different colors. Yeah, well, they did a, they did that a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Starscream, yeah, the same Star, as uh, Starscream, Thundercracker, Sunstreaker, well, Sunstreaker, and um, Sideswipe were essentially the same. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, Ratchet and Ironhide. Same and and the jets were called the Seekers, so it was Thundercracker, Skywarp, and Starscream. Right, and I had Thundercracker. I never got Starscream. I got. I had all three. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean. I don't mean to sound like I'm bragging, but I had all. I mean, I. I, I guess I, I had the entire G1 series one. I, I the, fir- the first batch that came out. I don't remember what happened to him, but I know, I remember I had Grimlock. Oh, that was one of my. See, I never had. Di- well, I never had any of the Dinobots. I had well, the Dinobots were seri- the Dinobots were series two, <coughs> or G one series two. Right, so they they came out in the second batch. I, I didn't get as many as the second batch. 
Right. Yeah. I had one of the Insecticons. John Luther had uh, Grimlock. And that's actually how we became friends. Oh, God. But besides the fact that his father was also our landlord. Oh, okay. In, in Acton. He'd, he'd come over and, you know, he'd bring his, his uh, Dinobots and, you know, we'd play and stuff like that. My sister had one of the Insecticons. I had the Cricket. Because it was the only one that actually looked like a real bug. Yeah, no, my sister had, I think, uh, the one with the big mandibles. Mm. Huge one. Yeah. You know, you know the one that I really want, always wanted and never got? What's that? The Constructicons. Oh. I had, like, two of them. And it was just like, these are useless. See, I didn't want the Constructicons. I wanted the, the good ones, the uh, the planes. The later ones, the, uh, the aerial bots. Yes. When they actually started getting better at const- making them, because the Constructicons were the only ones that actually came from... Uh, Japan, though, originally part of the original Diaclone series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything else was 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 designed, but they never built it, and Hasbro was the one that actually made those. So how, they were a little bit better designed. How many Soundwaves tapes did you have? I had all of them. You had all... Oh, no, yeah, sorry, I asked. <laughs> Laserbeak, Ravage, uh, Rumble. Frenzy. I had Ravage and uh, Laserbeak. How... how hmm. I there's, two bird, there's two birds... Two, uh, two dudes, two dudes, and and Ravage. Yeah, I think I might have. And had then later Ravage. on, they started added more. They added more tapes to Soundwave. And just as proof that I tried to like the Bayformers, I do have the toy of Ravage from Revenge of the Fallen. Right, he looks nothing like a leopard or a. No, yeah, I, or I don't tape. know what he looks like. So yeah, but you know what I really loved? I did love uh, more so than like the GoBots in terms of just like the on the card bubbled. Transformers. The G, a lot of those, like those, the value G one mm. ones, like um, it's like the Cliff Jumper. I think is one. Cliff of them. Jumper. The Bumblebee small was one of them. Bumblebee. Yeah, the the, the mini, the mini. Uh, yeah, the minis. A uh, Huffer. I don't know why I love Huffer so much. He was actually one of the stupidest designs in the world because his. The well, Marvel, he did was flip, o- he flip he over his door, yeah. and, and and pulled out his uh, his stacks right his arms right. Um, but those are just those are great fun toys. Yeah. So you could say he was stacked. Yes. <laughs> but I do actually have a list, gentlemen, uh, of the go. worst Transformers ever made. Okay, I'm going to read a few of these off. Um, well, first of all, there's Optimus Prime sports label. <laughs> a shoe? What kind of a robot turns into a shoe? Oh, good God! A very small one. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Ironside. Now, this is a point of contention because Ironside. Iron, uh, yeah, maybe it's Ironhide. They just Ironhide and Ratchet. Their toys looked absolutely nothing like the cartoon. Yeah. Or issue two of Marvel Comics and above, because issue one of the Marvel comic actually shows both of these guys look like they're toys, which don't even look like robots. What it, what, what it is, and this goes back to the whole Transformers yeah. concept was. An executive from Hasbro went to Japan to the Tokyo Toy Fair, mm-hmm. and he saw this these two toy series from a company called Takara Tommy. Called one was called Diaclone, and the other one was called Microman. Ratchet and Ironhide came from the Microman series, which was basically just regular human beings who piloted or yeah. drove vehicles that turned into robots, and they're still the pilots. If you if if you had the original G One Ironhide and Ratchet. It came, came with, with yeah. a little pi- little character that sat, yeah. well, where his face, where, where that's Ratchet. essentially uh, Robotech, basically. To an extent, like but no, but the Robotech type figures, which yeah. essentially are these inarticulated little like yeah, humanoid things, like with, an inch right. tall. Yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, just look at this thing. Does that look like anything you'd want to actually play with? No. No. All right, next up on this list. He's got no head. Mudflap and Skids. Being an ice cream truck is probably bad enough, but since these two are wildly racist caricatures, they make the list even if they combine into a supercar with a rocket on its roof. Yeah. Cosmos. (laughs) It's robots in disguise, not robots as one thing that will draw the attention of every single person on the planet. <laughs> he turns into a UFO. Yep. Reflector, who turns into a camera. And you need those three of them. <laughs> yes. Three robots that transform into an old camera with a key demographic of Transformers, artistic college freshmen. <laughs> Grimlock, classic pretender. What kid doesn't want a Transformer that looks like a middle uh, school gym coach in the elaborate LARPing costume? Wait, wait, what? Wow. Yeah. Wow, what is that? I don't know, but I've it's up there with the headmasters in terms of stupid designs for Transformers. Yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not the Grimlock I remember. That's not the one I own now. <laughs> All right, Sizzle, who's a Sparkabot. The first version of Sizzle was a stubby-looking oh, car, then he got his translucent green body and somehow looked more ridiculous. I mean, yeah, someone, someone decided to rev him through the garage and they, they had a pool of gasoline and ignited, right? Silverbolt from Beast Machines. On Beast Wars, Silverbolt was originally this awesome wolf eagle. Then somehow he turned into a mean-looking parrot. Okay. Hound. Almost every original version of Hound is this this awesome military jeep. Leave it to the Transformers movie to take that away and give this guy a beard that looks like he scraped it from the gutter. Oh, that's what, yeah. He's also got a gut. The Bayformers Hound. Yep. Let's see if there's any others here. Uh, Oh, Cheetor. Well, this is Transmetal Cheetor. Right. This is, for a fan-favorite character in Beast Wars, Cheetor's first incarnation was notably not his best. Besides being covered with in leopard print, he has a giant kitty cat face on his chest. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I'm ta- like, I said I own the Transmetal Cheetor, yeah. actually. He's cool. But he's the just, Beast Machine's Cheetor is the one that keeps breaking. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. I, ha- I have his that tail one. His tail is like, held on by like, a thing, single... Yeah. Like, oh. All right. Omega Supreme. So, oh, geez, yeah. oh God! Yeah. So many things going on here. Why is that tank on a track? Why is there a track circling a rocket? Why do any of these things turn into a robot? <laughs> Ripper Snapper. Luckily, this one's so, uh, so, kind of great—a walking shark with a freaking laser beam on its head. So, wait a second. So, if you're Omega Supreme, okay? Now, in, in the cartoons and stuff like that, Omega Supreme is basically the transport, the intergalactic transport for the or the shuttle for the yeah. for the Autobots. Yeah, he takes off in the rocket. The base stays there. What if he needs to transform into a robot? Exactly. <laughs> he becomes an arm. Just an arm. <laughs> just a floating arm. Movie legends Jazz. Poor Jazz. He, get, he gets his uh, big screen debut, and this is the figure they give him. It looks more like a Happy Meal toy. I own that, actually. Oh, Jesus. I, 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 I know exactly where it is. I could have brought it, but I chose not to. So, yeah. So these can are... You, can, can I see that list again? Yeah, sure. Let's see. It's on Ranker, so it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, no, no. I want to see that, that silver bolt again. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you know, because I'm a huge fan of the of the um, Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see what the hell... Because this is not silver bolt, I remember. No, he looks like an angry old parrot. Yeah. Well, because... Oh, that's why, because he's Beast Machines. Oh, okay. Beast Machines silver bolt was a vulture. He wasn't happy about that. He was—he was, he, uh, was no longer the noble 
um, knowing his half the battle. Noble winged wolf. He was uh, kind of a bitter vulture because he didn't like that. Okay. So, if we're talking about the worst Transformers toys, we do need to go on to the worst GoBots toys. 20 <laughs> GoBots that remind us why they suck so horribly. <laughs> The fact that there are some GoBots where to transform them, you turn them over. Yeah, that's it. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to show you guys these pictures here. There's Bolt. If there was one reason why the GoBots were obviously inferior to Transformers, is that their Transformers were p- transformations were pitiful. Um, well, even the simplest Transformers had several steps that ended up looking like humanoid robots. GoBots like Bolt right here ended up looking like crash versions of their vehicle forms with faces. And not all of them had faces, sadly. <laughs> yeah, Beamer. Beamer's uh, one of the Happy Meal toy equivalents Wendy's put out in 1985. A cheaply produced fast food prize figure uh, might make for an anemic target, but it just, it's just mean spirit of just not to care. <laughs> These are the kind of things that when you were in the 80s, if your dad was like, what do you want for Christmas? I want a Transformer. Yeah, I want a Transformer. You know, before he goes get scratchers and stuff like that, he's off at the convenience store getting these things. He doesn't even get you the good ones. He gets you scooter. You know, he get oh, God, not even. I mean, this thing actually has a big screw above this thing's head. But yet, literally, you turn it over. Yeah. <clears throat> Bud Bite. Uh, Bubble Man. One thing GoBots did that Transformers did not was offer several other types of traditional toys that transformed barely into robots. So Bubble Man, who sold Transformation Point... Little kids who blow him to produce bubbles is technically a full-fledged member of the GoBots team who shot bubbles out of his chest. <laughs> I bet that was super useful in their war against the evil giant transforming robots with laser guns. <laughs> yep, Breeze. Oh, good God. Seriously, it's another one. It's, he's supposed to be like a, I think a bike. Cap Pistol. Oh, Rogun. Rogun. <laughs> uh, clutch. Poor Clutch here, he can't even move his arms, like, out at <laughs> oh, all. jeez! <laughs> Jeeper Creeper. What? Huh? Did I what correctly? Oh, I see. You think that because I have a tire hanging precariously on the top of my head, I must be caught mid-transformation. In fact, no, I'm supposed to have a tire jutting out of my head. No, I don't have the slightest idea why I was made to look this way. Because I do look moronic, but I've learned to look on the bright side. I just pretend it's a kicky beret. <laughs> I the last one. It was just these two little spindly legs, and then this body was like the size of a planet. Yep. <laughs> a little too hand, too little too arms. Kind of oh, here, out. here's another one of the Wendy's ones. Pow wow. His arms <laughs> are in the middle God. of his torso. <laughs> He's got no shoulders. Yeah, okay, what else do we have here? Oh, wrong way, which is very similar to Cop Tour, Mike, mm. except. He just he didn't even bother to take the propeller off of um off his chest. I think that's his chest. Yeah. Stomach. Um the rock rollers. There was a whole bunch of series of, of GoBots that transformed into oh, that's nonsense. Right. I remember. And yeah. I had one, it was like a green bug looking thing, and it turned into a green bug looking vehicle. <laughs> uh, by folding it. In <laughs> yeah. half. Scales. That's not a robot. That's a car with a giant fang's penis inside of it. <laughs> oh. Ew. Yeah, there are tons. And then they have to give us the whole thing with the uh, Happy Meal Transformers oh, that just yeah, turned yeah. into ridiculous-looking robots. Del- ridiculous, non-delicious-looking. Non-delicious. Yes, they are. They are non 
non-delicious. But I do remember there, there was like multiple different like levels of um, of GoBots. Like there was like the standard ones like Cop Tour and and uh, Scooter. But then there was like those big ones. Like I had. Oh, the big ones were stupid. It was like it was it, it was like the large size Star Wars figures that they came out with for the first no, three no, years. No, like I had the the large scale Leader One. Yeah. That was all diecast. Okay. And it looked like an actual F-15. And, I mean, it, it transformed pretty nicely. I mean, it was still had limited articulation. But, I mean, it, I, I would say it was the the premium Leader One GoBot versus, a, like, a Starscream or a Star right. Warp was actually better. Really? Transformers. Yeah. Now, I can't remember because it's been a long time since I've actually transformed a Leader One. Did the did the nose cone actually go completely to his back, or did it stick out like it's a, a kind little of hood? Kind of stuck uh. My sister had a I can't remember which one it was, but it turned into a VW Bug, a yellow VW Bug. Well, that's Bumble, that's Bumblebee. No, 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 a GoBot, like a giant, gigantic. Right. I think it was on this oh, list, but his head was like the front end yeah, of the, the car. The head was yes, like the top of the car, yeah. so it was just like this head that's kind of oblong, and then the body was, but it was all diecast. It was. It was very well made. It was just kind of learn how to use your resources. And this here's another kind of another funny thing about GoBots. For a while, I don't remember if it was Revell. It wasn't Revell, but it was, there was a model company made models. But what they did is they took they repurposed a Japanese model from I think Aoshima or Mai uh-huh. of. You, you guys remember the show Robotech yeah. uh, New Genesis? Okay. Or uh, next, I'm sorry, Robotech Next Generation, which was like the third one oh, with yeah, the Invid yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, they took models from the original show, which was Genesis Climber Mospita, and turned them into GoBots. So, like the fighter jet from Robotech Next Generation, the Alpha, yep. was Leader One. Oh, jeez. And the the uh, the Cyclone, the motorcycle, which is called the Mospita. In, in the, Jap- the original Japanese show, they made into Psykill. <laughs> okay. But I knew what they were, so I was like, ooh! <laughs> Does anyone remember how the GoBot theme song went? Um, if it's not GoBots, 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 I'm going to be I'm morally... Th- no, it, it's, it's, it's pretty close to that, though. So the, only theme, the only theme song <laughs> I have in my head is the one for the Mighty Orbots. It's, for some reason, I want to say it's similar, but... Do you remember the actual full title of the show? Challenge of the Go-Bots. Challenge of the Go-Bots. The challenge was getting through a full half hour <laughs> with commercials. <laughs> well, it had <laughs> such a... <laughs> the Go-Bots, the you know Go-Bots. What? Oh, Their God. backstory is so effed up to begin with, though. Yeah, weren't they like humans that turned yes. into robots? Yes, well, they had their brains implanted into, or their souls implanted into these robot bodies. Like Cybermen. You, yes. you remember more about that than I do, because I, I just remember the show and the theme song. <laughs> Which really, in a trivia contest, is all you need to know. That's all. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the comic book series, because when you know Joe mentioned about the, the, um, the commercial, that first commercial... And it was like, read the Marvel comic. Yep. I will read the Marvel comic TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, master. I, I've probably got them like on my computer somewhere. I just I haven't read them. You, I, can't, you cannot miss that first issue with this giant 200-foot Optimus, Optimus Prime. Prime. I, think, I think drawn by Bill Senowick. Yes. Sienkiewicz. Sienkiewicz. Yeah. That dude. The New Mutants dude that gave us Legion. Yeah, Bill Sienkiewicz. Yeah. Um, that is an amazeballs cover. 
It is. Everything else after that sucks in terms of the covers. The, the, the it was originally a four issue limited series. Correct. That got expanded out because it was very very successful, and they knew they had a story to tell. Well, and and also Marvel. A lot of the you know you know all the like character uh, the character descriptions in the back of the yeah. Transformers toys. Yeah, Marvel actually came up with those. It was right. um, what's the guy Jim Starling? No, it wasn't Starling. He came up with the initial concept, but it was Budiansky. Okay, he's the one who actually came up with the individual. Because that essentially is the same thing I had with GI Joe. Right. Yeah. Two years earlier. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. You know what GI Joe was supposed to originally be? Was what? supposed to be a Nick Fury. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, really? kind of adventure. Oh, jeez. But they did, I guess Starling said, nixed it, and, they just, and Hasbro said, well, you know, we got this toy line, why don't you... Yeah. Who, who wrote um, G.I. Joe? Who was... I can't remember his name. That was Jim Starling. That was Jim Starling. No, no, the writer. He wrote, like, all, I, think, I think the entire run. Jim Starling wrote the entire run. Yeah. Because he was an editor, but then he got, a, oh, he got promoted to... Right, he's the one... Okay, yeah, you look it up. I know he's part of it. But the thing is, I stuck with the original Transformers like comic book line for like four and a half years. And, and it's, a, you, you, it's amazing actually how long it went. It actually went 80 issues. It did. And it was funny too because like I stopped once they started putting out side like limited series like the Headmasters. The like, Target Masters. G.I. Joe versus Transformers. Um, the, the movie. The movie was a three issue limited series. Yeah. Larry Hama. Larry Hama. Okay. Yeah, he did pretty much. He did. Pre- I think the the, the entire, entire run. Yeah. yeah, he was the one who wrote all the card backs for. Yeah, and a lot of people forget that the Transformers were actually part of the Marvel universe. That's right. They, they were, were part of the continuity. Spider Man shows up. Uh, issue in, three. In issue three. Yes. In the in the symbiote costume. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and you know, again, they cross paths with GI Joe. And oh yeah. Yeah, do you know the reason why they haven't made a G.I. Joe versus Transformers movie? Why? Because Michael Bay doesn't like the idea. Okay. So he put the kibosh on it. Well, I mean, it's not like it's going to matter no. anyway because, I mean, the entire Transformers movie is nothing but a military recruiting experiment. <laughs> now, back to the comic books. Yeah. Now, you know the Marvel series went 80... I mean, 80, 80, 80, 80 some odd, yeah. But you know where it really took off? IDW? No, Marvel UK. Really? 335 issues. Jesus. Wow. And a lot of the the current lore or the current Transformer like canon and lore came <laughs> from the Marvel UK run. Really? Depending, depending on which a lot a lot of the a lot of the what's considered like the prime the main yeah. kind of Transformers lore. Yeah. yeah, it came from the UK run. There's a writer from the UK called Simon Furman. And he's sort of like you know how Jeff Johns is like the, the, the grand poobah of all things DC? Yeah. Well, he is like the grand poobah of all Transformers. And he's the one who kind of fleshed out a lot of the mythology and a lot of a lot of the stuff that you see in like the Dreamwave and the IDW series right now yep. came from him. Yeah. It's all his ideas. So And a lot of like the G2 like character bios and stuff like that and, and histories, the one, he's the one who actually created it. Hmm. Interesting. Very much so. so. like the idea of the Quintessons and everything else, and Alpha, you know, the uh, Primus, and you know that that Primus and Unicron are actually brothers and transforming planets and stuff like that. It actually, came from him. Oh boy! It's like whenever someone mentions Primus, I always think of going down to have power gun. 
Get yourself a can of spark soda. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the UK, I mean, it, it, it was incredibly popular in the UK. Yeah. All right. What about the other? Um, it, someone put in here Dreamwave. I did. Well, that was me. Dreamwave and IDW. Now, Dreamwave came out in two thousand five with all with the G one. Basically yeah. called the Transformers G one, which is basically all the original. Um, its continuity actually takes place right after the end of season two of the series. Okay, right. yeah. I was so, going to... so like the movie never happened. Yeah, I was going to ask if it was, <laughs> if it was a reboot or a continuation. It was a continuation of the se- of the of the season two of the series. The the so movie never happened. Optimus the Superman Prime never returns re- it. No hot rod. There is hot rod, okay. but he's 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 not. You know, he doesn't not, become Rodimus Prime. Prime right. right, doesn't become Rodimus Prime. Optimus doesn't die. I'm okay with that. I like Hot Ride anyway. You know, Galvatron, you know, Megatron doesn't become Galvatron or anything like that. Um, and it was actually very successful and popular. It was actually Dreamway's best-selling huh. comic. Because they also had the G.I. Joe license at the time, too. Huh. But, of course, for whatever reason, the company went bankrupt. And and, and they, never, they never got to finish... Um, Basically, their their initial run, right? Yeah. But it was actually it was actually pretty good. Like I said, it was continuation in season yeah, two. They, 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 they defeat the the, the the Autobots defeated the the, uh, the Decepticons. They were, they were going to go back to uh, Cybertron, and in the process of going back to Cybertron in the in the reconstructed arc two, it gets blown up, and turns out like twenty years later, what happened was the U.S. government actually blew up the arc. Because they were hoping to take control of the Transformers and use the Transformers, and basically, oh, those darn government people. Well, what it was was, even though the U.S. government blew it up, they weren't able to refine the technology to, well, of course, not. take control of the Transformers. They're from but an entire robotic, there was a, but there was, but there was a rogue agent that perfected it. Oh, and he he started basically selling out Transformers to the highest bidders. To use basically as weapons of war uh, until Megatron, of course, breaks free of the control oh, yeah. and starts wreaking havoc. And Megatron is like, yeah, no, nobody's controlling Megatron but Megatron. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, but then IDW. The yeah, Dream- I think now you continue. They continue. No, Dreamwave, Dreamwave, Dreamwave went bankrupt. Um, it was actually and, and, and a quick thing about Dreamwave, uh, the Dreamwave comics is. That they made the co- the the characters look like the original cartoon ca- designs. I, I did I did read some of the Dreamwave GI Joe comics, and those were really they were good. pretty good. I mean, like I said, the the, the character designs. Were j- I mean, it was just like you were ten years old again. Yeah. Mm. There was a big controversy though because the the guy who was drawing it, Pat Lee, turned out he was actually using somebody else's art. Oh. Him. I think that that led to part of the, one of the reasons yeah. why it went bankrupt. That's a big news. So Dreamwave went under. IDW took over the license and basically picked up and just completely rewrote the entire Star Wars, I mean, uh, Transformers history. Huh. Simon Simon Furman basically became, like I said, he's the head guru, he's the one, he's the lead writer for IDW on on all things Transformers, and he just completely rewrote the entire Transformers canon. And that's what's, the the ongoing series right now is basically the IDW series, and it is so good. So so good. Nice. So, what about the animated series? Is obviously we got to talk G one first because that's really the the one that everybody that's, remembers. That's the big daddy. Yeah. 
rocket fuel is the last resource we need to defeat the Autobots and control Cybertron. Right on schedule, aren't we? No thanks to you, Starscream. I've made my contribution. You've also made clear your desire to replace me as leader of the Decepticons. Mistake number one. It's time for a change, Megatron. It's time for action, not words. I am the leader of the future. You couldn't lead androids to a picnic. How can you pretend to lead the Decepticons? Um, it was interesting. I was watching a Lindsay Ellis, um, th- uh, piece on Starscream. And it's amazing how, like, Megatron really just had had to have utmost patience because he's always trying to take, you know, always trying to take the lead of the Decepticons. <laughs> it's like, um, I wonder how he's going to try to take take over my position this time. He got like a paper cut, and like, <laughs> I now lead lead the Decepticons. Well, 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 the thing is, Megatron knew how incompetent Starscream was. Yeah. And he knew that he, he, he there was no way Starscream could, you know... As opposed to everybody else on the Decepticons, though. Right. Yeah. Even Megatron, for the most part, wasn't all that competent. <laughs> yeah, but he was the most competent... The most, the most competent incompetent yeah. in the entire Transformers series. Well, he was no uh, Cobra Commander, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there's just something so simple and kind of stupid about these things that when you when you when you talk about the movies like the Bayformer stuff mm-hmm. people will automatically point you to well you know the the, the original cartoon was it Shakespeare no it wasn't no but it was enjoyable it was it was reasonably well animated it didn't it didn't paint it to its audience no well yeah true well, it, was, of, it was there to do one one thing and one thing only sell toys yeah right I mean that was well, you know, it's it's kind of funny because even though Marvel kind of came up with a whole lot, of, a, a lot of the concept and kind of the whole backstory and everything else like that, after the first episode, they just went two different yep. two different ways. It's like Marvel took actually took it a little bit more seriously than Hasbro and the animation. Studio true, did, did. true. Like there was actually an ongoing war and right. stuff like you know Megatron getting you know. Shafted from the Decepticons for a while, while uh, Galvatron, not Galvatron, Shockwave, Shockwave took over. I always like Shockwave, actually. It's kind of stupid looking head, though. Hey, everybody, I'm Buff, and I didn't do anything on Head Day, though. <laughs> no denying that, but yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I just, I had I had such fond memories of it up until 2009. Uh, <laughs> Does not wear well. It does not age well. Though. You know, it's aged horribly, just like GI Joe. Well, you know, it's, it's aged terribly. The thing is, they um, they use two different animation studios for for the for the cartoon, and for the high budget, really kind of ones they wanted to focus one. Yeah, they went with Toy Animation, which is the Japanese anime house that makes yeah. a lot of like the Gundams and stuff like that. Yeah, and then when they didn't have the budget, they went to this. Um, Korean animation house called Acom. Oh god. That sounds like The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. It's actually no, it's actually one The Simpsons is actually <coughs> one of their one of their um, cartoons that they do. Oh, before Film Roman took over? Yes. And as a, as an aside, 
they were actually booted off Batman the animated series just because of constant and and this kind of this yeah. kind of a running joke within the animation animation circles is like you know when Acom is doing a cartoon because of all the mistakes right that you see like <laughs> like like Transformers without mouse oh god <laughs> where they're supposed to be a mouth. <laughs> It's like that, and thing you can in, you can tell which studio is doing which at which yeah, end. which terrible. Um, well, to- Toy did the the, the the movie, yeah. So they used you know the real nice feature length animation, and you can tell which which episodes they did because it's got similar quality to the to the uh, feature length film. Huh. Um. Anyone else have anything to say about the original G one? I I still remember my favorite episodes to this day. They're still same ones uh, when the uh, Dinobots were introduced. Ah, because <laughs> they were like, you know, they 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 went pretty much ran ran wild uh, when they right. were introduced, and they were, right and you know Optimus they were they had to fight them, and uh, the uh, Dinobots pretty much cleaned the clocks yeah. time and time again until they finally convinced them to. Join the team. Me Grimlock. Me can't get out of bed without shitting self. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beast Wars. I, I remember, like... I love Beast Wars. I remember hanging out with Steve at Abe Cod um, when Beast Wars was a thing. And just being stymied by kind of how lousy the anima- the computer animation was. I mean, it was early... It was, it 90, was early. 95, 96, so it was... Early TV CG. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you get past the, uh, the the lousy CG, though, the story is incredible. The stories were pretty good. I mean, you got to remember this is from the same animation, the same studio that gave us a reboot. Okay, I think I, I'm not really sure. Uh, I think reboot was Sunbeam, but I think I think Beast Wars was the same. Uh, look it up. I got yeah, it looking it up right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't have much. You guys are more going to be the the experts on this kind of stuff here because I was off making a whole bunch of life mistakes at this point. So uh, <laughs> I, I have I have the entire series of Beast Wars and Beast Machines on DVD. Ha! Huh. Uh, in fact, I, I every now and then I, I will bust them out and just watch a couple episodes because it, it is say what you will about the animation, the storytelling was second to none. It was. And it, was some, it had some some really deep episodes. Daytime Emmy Award winning. Yeah. Really? Yep. Wow. And it and it it followed original G one continuity. Right. It, well, yeah, I remember hearing about that. You didn't find that out until halfway through the series. Well, they kind of hinted it, at it. it. Was, they hinted at it, but they never draw until you saw that episode where they they went to the arc. Yeah, yeah. You never real. You, they they kind of hinted at it, but then when they went to the arc and you saw Optimus Prime, you're like, oh. Okay. Well, it wasn't until the second season that you learned that they're actually on Earth. Right. But, yeah, I mean, they actually encounter G1 uh, Optimus. G1 Starscream. Megatron. uh, The uh, Beast Wars Megatron Mm. destroys G1 Optimus in order to try to change the time and try to make it so the Decepticons eventually win. Mm. Um, And that, that was a whole season ending cliffhanger. And that it was like we had to wait all summer to find out how they're going to fix that. I mean, that—that's what I mean when I say really top-notch storytelling. Interesting. And uh, the—I cannot watch the episode. Um, what was it? Uh, Mark of Hero, I think. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, um, without crying, it's uh, Dinobot dies. Oh. It's one of the most heroic... That he, he basically saves early humans from all from the entire Pre- uh, Predacon team. Hmm. Mainframe Entertainment, the same company did Reboot. Mm. Okay. So, what about Armada, which was produced in Japan? Completely ja- I mean, it is... It's, a, it's, it's an anime. It's basically yeah, it's an anime. very anime. I've never watched Armada. No, I never... I've heard about it, but i never watched yeah, it. Yeah, um, again, this was part of the, the Starscream canon piece uh, that Lindsay Ellis did, where this is where she kind of figures out why girls love Starscream. Which is... Because he's got a, you know, a, a female human companion who, you know, is like every anime chick, too tall and... Uh, <laughs> Leggy Hard to understanding. <laughs> but he essentially just turns whiny throughout the entire thing. Leave me alone! Leave me alone! So how's that different than G1? No. He's not trying to take over all the time. He's not trying to like take over uh, <laughs> Megatron stuff. And then, now, did we figure out what the actual name of this was? Because otherwise I'm calling it Transformers Chins. I... I can't find... I, I know what you're talking was about. It, was it Transformers Headmasters? No. no. Um, Headmasters was well. Headmasters was an excuse to sell more toys. Headmasters was um, this group of this army of of Autobots and yeah, Decepticons, and there were many ones. Essentially, yeah. what they had done was they had taken and this the, the in in terms of uh, G one canon, it was Spike's um, it was Spike's brother, or actually it was Sam. Is like this. Yes. Yeah, it's just called Transformers Animated. Transformers Animated. Chins. Um, Headmasters had... Because in the comic book, it was Sam Witwicky. Right. Was the, you know, the teenager. Yeah. On the TV show, the, the, the G1 Animated, it was Spike. Hmm. So what they did was they brought Spike into the cartoon... I'm sorry, the comic book, as part of Headmasters, where essentially he's got to have, you know, have this surgically altered body to become the head... Of a, of, a, of a Transformer, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. I, I thought they actually made the, an entire animated series about that, around that. Like, they may have done, say, like, a... No, it, it was, I think it was season three of the G1. No, no, I think it was a more recent one. It was, like, Transformers Masters or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, at that point, it's just an excuse to sell toys. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, Transformers Headmasters... It was part of it was part of uh, season season three. Mm-hmm. It was towards the end. It was the season finale. It was a three episode. Se- it was a three. Ep- I'm sorry, series finale. It was a three episode series finale where they introduced the whole headmaster ah. concept. So this was was the end of the original G1 series. We'll make more movies. These will do successfully, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, Mike, you brought up um, Transformers Prime. Yeah, that's the current one. That's the current one. Apparently, it is. Amazing. Yeah, I've heard that. And in fact, uh, uh, for fans of uh, Collider and the Schmodown, John Roker is actually a voice of uh, one of the uh, um, dis- uh, uh, one of the de- Decepticons. And no wonder he's so, no wonder he's so uh, adamant about defending uh, the last night. And oh God! I, I've seen I've seen so many episodes. Let me dig it. I've seen I've seen clips of uh, his character. He's kind of like this like frog like Decepticon. He doesn't, oh God! He, well, he, he doesn't. He's not really a Decepticon. He just. He he doesn't quite know what he is, but he's just like very very aggressive. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually a fun one to watch. Well, what I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking like 
pictures of it, and it, and it looks like what they're trying to do is they, they basically try to animate the Bayformers. So they so they're using the the, the design that insectoid kind of Bayformer design yeah. and try to animate it. Right. It's but at least you can tell these characters apart. Right. <laughs> Which is going to be my biggest complaint about well, the in, in the in that the uh, <coughs> the cartoons actually focus on the Transformers, not the human characters. Oh, okay. I know it's a, it's a it's a monumental idea. That, that, so that, no, that's so, a capital so, idea. So, so no gratuitous tits and ass shots. I haven't watched the show, but so I don't know, but I think so. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll have to do some copious research on that. <laughs> All right. I mean, so, I know it's not anime, so they can't have that much TNA in it. So let's move on to the very first theatrical release Transformers movie. 1986's imaginally uh, tri- titled Transformers, Transformers the, movie. the Movie. This was almost too easy, Starscream. Much easier, almighty Megatron, than attacking the real threat, the Autobots Moonbase. You're an idiot, Starscream. When we slip by their early warning systems in their own shuttle and destroy Autobot City, the Autobots will be vanquished forever! No! Such heroic nonsense. <laughs> yeah! You got the judge! Um, so That's about as easy as you can get. One of the... One of the video things I watch on YouTube is Retro Blasting, mm-hmm. where he talks about nostalgic toys and stuff like that. And he did an entire piece on um, Transformers the movie. And he's like, just picture this. I'm a nine-year-old child, and I'm sitting in the movie theater watching all of my favorite characters. Getting They're all on the out. big screen for the first time. And then the first they minutes. all die in the first ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> What was going on here? I later found out it was because the studio executive said the old toys aren't moving anymore. Get rid of them. It wasn't the studio. Out. It was Hasbro. You're right. But they essentially the, the movie was a big budget excuse to get more car- you know more, more toys, toys on the on the thing. Yeah. And it was a wholesale slaughter of everybody. Everybody in the. I mean, and not just like, just like dying off screen like prowl. You see like. Smoke Ralph and fire melted. coming yeah. out of his he mouth. He melted alive. Yeah, Bumblebee survives. Not in, they don't show him surviving because he's not in the rest of the movie. Right. No, he and Spiker. He and Spiker dragged into uh, Unicron. Yeah, yeah, but I think you see him escaping with the others at the end. But no, Cliff Jumper bites it. Yep. Very, very graphically. Oh, yeah. Hound Prowl. Yep. Brawn. Starscream, for fuck's sake. Oh, Jesus geez. Christ, he gets disintegrated. Sorry, no, sorry, just going back to Transformers Prime here. Yeah. Do you know who voices Unicron in that? Who? John Noble. Really? Yeah. Wow. They actually get some pretty top-notch names here. And then, and then at the end, and then Optimus goes all murderbot on everybody. Yeah. Just because he's just at it. You know what, Megatron? I'm going to kill you. I'm yeah. done with you. George Dekai voices Alpha Trion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, this entire movie is... I mean, if, if there's a checklist of things that you need an 80s kids movie to do, check off that box that it scarred children for life. Well, because, I mean, let's let's face it, for a whole generation of latchkey kids like us, 
Optimus Prime was Dad. Yeah. That voice was like, hi, Dad. <laughs> it was because of this movie that Duke survived um, G.I. Joe the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because this movie came out first, oh. and there was so much backlash against Optimus Prime being killed off that they threw it, that they, they had already animated G.I. Joe the movie, so, but they had Doc say the line at the end, uh, yeah, no, Duke, Duke's uh, out, of, out of surgery. He survived. He, Duke was originally going to die. And it's, a, it's, not, it's not like just, like, Optimus Prime dies. They have to, like, drag it out. You know? Oh, yeah. They have to have the heart monitor up there. The heart <laughs> monitor. And then once he, once he finally transferred the, the Matrix of Leadership over to, uh, to Ul- no, Ultra Magnus. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it follows. Hot Rod catches, catches it. it but Ultra Magnus get... takes it. Yeah. You oh. know, they turn him. He turns gray. You know, like, all of a sudden he's <laughs> just a dead, you know, just a corpse. It just reminds me of a uh, um, one of the first season robot chickens. Uh, Optimus Prime is doing this oh, thing for... Uh, I'm dying of prostate cancer. <laughs> and after he dies, he transforms into a coffin. <laughs> and then Jazz just pops up at the end. And get your ass checked. Hi, I'm Optimus Prime. What you've just seen was a dramatization of what you, your friends, and your family go through if you don't get regular prostate exams. Now, we Transformers don't have organic internal organs and can't get cancer, but you do, and you can. So get your ass checked out before it's too late, turkeys! This has been a message from the Cybertronia Medical Association. And because they killed Ratchet, Ratchet, you know, they don't have a doctor on hand. It's a, uh, I forgot the paras- the, um, the, uh, microscope guy. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. Um, there was this great thing in Toy Fair Theater that they had where, um, you know, they're showing, you know, the, the cut, the, you know, the cutting room floor scene where, uh, what was the name of the other character? Ultra? Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus. Magnus. Robert Stack. Is standing, you know, at the bedside of Optimus Prime. He's like, "I must pass the leadership matrix on to you." Wait, I'm feeling better. Rally the Autobots, Ultra Magnus. Oh, what are you doing? He's like taking a pillow and just holding it over. <laughs> <laughs> they actually got some top-notch performers for that it one. Was it was Orson Welles was, was his last credited yeah, role? Well, he 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 did. He was half of Unicron. <clears throat> He but died. Like, he died a year and a half before that movie came out. So it's his so last they, credited role. So they had uh, Leonard Nimoy As finish Galvatron. his lines, and then they just kind of like mixed the two voices together. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was also Galvatron. Yeah. right. It's weird having Leonard Nimoy be a bad guy in anything. So, so when Frank Welker he dies, he's going to become Leonard Nimoy again. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and how about how about freaking Michael Bay? Finally gives Frank Welker the chance to do oh, Megatron yeah. in the movies. And the shittiest one they have. Yep. Well, well, considering that Megatron's died in the movies for like five times now. Yeah, no shit. But, uh, yeah, seriously. We'll deal, he, yeah. we'll deal with it later. Yeah, there. I mean, there is so... I mean, it's it's a, it's a fun movie. And I definitely know, like... Like, my brother-in-law, Matt, is your age, Mike. So he, he grew up with this. This was, you know, buy it on home video... Watch it a thousand times. Oh, yeah, I when I was at his bachelor oh, yeah. party, he and his buddies were quoting this thing left and right, which was funny because um, on the ride in, I was listening to a junk food cinema uh, podcast where they're talking about Transformers the movie. It's like, just from the first ten minutes, and you're like, what the 
fuck is going on? <laughs> this is this is definitely not a movie for people that don't watch the show. You have to watch the show in order to understand the movie. Well, no, you no, have, you no, have, no, no, no. You have to watch the show to get the emo- the emotional entanglement of all these characters that shuffle off this mortal coil in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, and you get and, and, and to understand why you hate Hot Rod and yep. and the little kid there, Sam. No, oh, Jesus. Um, and then there was like the it's all your fault, Hot Rod. You're the you're the reason Optimus dies. No, I'm helping. Yes, it was. Hot Rod, you tard, get out of here. <laughs> Megatron. Um, Megatron did the deed. Shut up. Who was it? Was it the um, the Junkions or the... Junkions. The, yeah, the, the Junkions. Rekgar. Yeah, but were they the ones that were the... Eric Idle. Is he, is he innocent or is he guilty? He's innocent. No, those are the Quintessons. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, yes. Yeah, no, no, the Junkions were the ones... Uh, They're into the Sharks. No, no, they were the ones that danced to Dare to Be Stupid. Mm. They're the motorcycles. The, yeah, the, the motorcycles that ride oh. each other. Of course. Ba weep grana weep ninny bomb. I almost called the show that. <laughs> we should voice, have voiced by yeah. Eric. Yeah. Voiced by Eric Idle. Yeah. There was some top notch. No, there was. There was. You know what the funny thing is? I the one voice that stands out to me in that that sounded awful was the FedEx guy. The oh, blur. Oh, yeah, yeah, blur. He played Blur, but it was like they didn't even know how to write his dialogue properly without just making it sound like he's repeating himself. Yep. I could talk super, super fast if I'm repeating myself. Pat Machida, I think his name was. Yeah. I think he's still alive, actually. Yes, oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Hot Rod was voiced by John Nelson. Nelson. John Nelson, yep. Yeah. Way they, to go, Bender. They got some really top notch talent. Yeah. Shit, well, do you know how much money the Transformers made for Hasbro? I mean, no, come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. It pretty much, sa- it pretty yeah. much saved the company. That mm-hmm. and GI Joe. You do the voice for this, you are going to be swimming in a river of Tang the rest of your life. They, they didn't get the same quality voiceovers for uh, for GI Joe the movie. No, they no, didn't. they did not. <laughs> or right, just we Meredith is globulous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, right. Judd Nelson, Leonard Nimoy, Orson Welles. Who do you got for GI Joe? Um, Burgess, Burgess Meredith Burgess Meredith and Don Johnson <laughs> but we do have a kick-ass uh, credit sequence it is the only reason why you oh, want to watch that, the entire that is movie. a really awesome credit sequence <laughs> I remember watching that again this was with Steve we're watching the, the G.I. Joe animated movie I'm like man yeah, this credit sequence is fucking awesome and, <laughs> wait what happened in all the good animation like, I'm shaking his Steve like where did you take it where did it go <laughs> Bring it back now! Sorry, they couldn't. They could only afford that. The opening oh, the Transformers. That was like you know. That was like the uh, the season two and beyond of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh, yeah. <laughs> where they just decided that nobody would actually have additional angles, just straight forward and to the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. Now I can understand why people love this movie. I just my my son could care less about Transformers. He's got one. He actually has the original skids in his pile of classic toys, as he calls them. Daddy's classic toys. Um, He has that, and he actually has Scooter. Oh, God. And, no, he's got another one, too. I think it's Cliff Jumper. From, uh, or Gears. I don't remember. One of the G1. Yeah, one of the G1. The tiny ones, yeah. Uh, And that's it. That's all he has. But we were at I think we had to go to Walmart for something. They had this big display, and he just walked past it. 
<laughs> he had no interest. It's like, well, I guess my boy doesn't like cars. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually was in Walmart today, and I, uh, I glanced at the big end cap with, full of Transformer toys. Not a single one was missing. No? It's like, yeah, and they, and they wonder why... Next job clearance wall! And they wonder why Transformers 5 made less than half what Transformers 4 made on its opening weekend. God. Right now, Transformers is geared to basically us. Yeah. You know? Well, you no, know no, what? No, right now, Transformers we, is geared towards are China. We don't... Right, right, I mean, right, hold that thought. Are we done talking about Transformers, the anime movie? Yeah. All right. Let's move on, then. Bayformers! Ah! Robots in disguise as pieces of shit. Um, the first one okay. is fun. No, I'll, no, I'll no. Yeah. All right. I don't deny. Go back, go back to what you were just saying, Joe, about... It's not. It's geared for us. It's not geared for children. Wait, you mean the Jamie, first one? No, 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 no. You mean Jamie wouldn't like to see Megan Fox in tight short shorts? The first one, and I don't deny that I would. When they announced that they were going to release a Transformers live action movie, I was excited. Steven Spielberg was going to produce. Yep. Michael Bay was going to direct, and he, this was when Michael Bay was still kind of semi-respected as a director. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is. This is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. And I don't deny, it was a fun movie. I yeah. enjoyed it when it first came out. The first one, when, when, otherwise known as when Michael Bay still gave shit. Right. Especially when you hear that Peter Cullen was going to voice Optimus. Yeah. yeah. That was like, oh, I am all. You, yep. I'm, I'm in. I'm in because that was geared towards us. That was, press all the right nostalgia buttons. You know? And plus, you know... Tits and ass shots of Megan Fox. I mean, right. Come on. I mean, here's the thing with that. All right. In 2007, when that movie came out, we didn't have a Marvel movie yet. Right. Realistically, the closest thing to a superhero movie we had was uh, Batman Begins and Superman Returns. In yeah. terms of the current, yeah, it was live. Oh five and oh six. When did yeah. Steel come out? He Steel came out 2013. in 2013. Wow. Yeah. I thought that was earlier than that. Nope. Nope. Wow. I remember Jamie was like a month old when I went to go see that. Okay. But. Um, we didn't have we didn't have Iron Man yet. Nope. So yeah, I was stoked. This was going to come out. Now I also knew kids weren't playing with Transformers anymore. Right. This was geared towards dudes like us who may or may not have had expendable income at the time to go waste our money. This was ten years ago too. You imagine it was, it was geared towards Gen, Gen X. Us. Yeah, yeah. It was, this is our this was our movie. And I remember, I remember watching it. I remember thinking it was a solid, like B plus movie. When I enjoyed it because we we never seen anything like it before. No, no, we hadn't. At least you know, in terms of just the corporate synergy that was a Hasbro property being shown on the big screen. Right. The issue with the first movie is, and I don't think enough people mention this, so I will. Um, it really? doesn't hold up to scrutiny. Oh, no. The movie itself doesn't hold up to scrutiny, and only really by default is it the best one. I still don't know why John Turturro was in that movie. Hey, hey! Bumblebee, stop lubricating the man. Get that thing to stop, huh? I don't know why he's been in like four of these things. Do you have any idea how many members of the Coen Brothers' oeuvre have shown up in these things? Oh, God. 
Turturro, Stanley Tucci, Francis McDormand. Actually, I, I think in this latest one, John Goodman is in it. John Goodman is in this he's, one. He yeah. voiced one of the Transformers. No, yeah, he, he did. He's actually isn't he just a character? Oh, no, no, yeah. he actually he voiced, voiced uh, what's his name? The the tank that we talked about earlier with the shitty action figure. Ironhide. Uh, maybe the the one with the the one with the beard and the gut. Oh, and I, the I don't care. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I don't care. Um, so yeah, but then you actually break down. Because that's the thing. If I had just like, di- you know, just had a stroke and died right there at, at the movie theater, I would have given it solid B plus. Right. But there's a lot when you start thinking about it, or the second viewing, the dreaded second viewing. All of a sudden, you're like, um, why would the military bring the all important uh, MacGuffin back into a heavily populated area where the giant murder bots are coming for it? Right. Exactly. You know, I, I'm I'm more forgiving than you are, so I'm I'm I still I still have fun with it. It's 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 a C plus movie. The pro the, the problem for me was, and we had discussed this during our hundredth episode. Yeah, with Steve, I, I had this uh, this this debate with Steve Stephen about it. The problem for me was, I saw Pacific Rim. Yeah, and you, you know me, I'm I. Giant robots, anime-style movies, I am all in. If you owned a garage, there would be scantily clad giant robot calendars. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And for me, Pacific Rim did that so much better. Well, they looked realistic. Well, not just realistic, but one, it was was self-aware. It knew what it was. It didn't take itself too seriously. But it also didn't debase itself in the way that the Bayformer series does. Right. By having a robot pee on Gen Turturro. Well, stuff like that. The I mean, the overt racism of uh, Dark of the Moon, which was the but, second one. Revenge it was the Revenge of the Fallen. But, but you're talking about the first one, right? Yeah. So you go back to the first one, though. There was one, there was one quote-unquote, black character. Jazz. Jazz. And, and of course he gets ripped in half. Do you know how I know he's... Well, apart from the fact he's the only one to die... Um, you know how I know he's black? Why? Because he says something about get your ass down here and bitches and actually does like the arms cross thing that, you know, white dudes think that rappers do all right. the time. Well, Tyrese Gibson was in there. Tyrese Gibson was one of the soldiers. Yeah. And then he moved on to a bigger, better franchise. <laughs> but then, you still have Josh Jamal. And then, and then there's kind of the other thing is, and this is one thing that really kind of took me out of it. The, uh, again, on like the second or third viewing was is the way Bay shoots his action sequences, you cannot focus on There's, what's going on. Right. No. I mean, at first when, the, when, when, when I saw the designs for the Transformers, I was like, well, you, you can't make them look like the cartoon. It's not going to look realistic. Right. So I kind of gave it a pass. But the problem is, the way they're designed, when they're moving that fa- moving around that fast... All you see is just metal flying. You're not. Right. You can't make out shapes and 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 realistically, unless it's Optimus Prime or if it's Bumblebee, everybody else is a blur of metal. Uh, just my, uh, just watching like some some scenes in uh, like Transformers two and three. I was just reminded of some of the action scenes. I was just reminded of a line from uh, one of the episodes of MSC3K. There, <laughs> lots of shots of things. Yeah, yeah. Just that's 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 how his action sequences become. Just shot of that, shot of that explosion, shot of that moving thing, shot of that, shot of that. But you can't actually follow right, anything. Well, you can't. You can't follow along. Like the like 
the only scene I the only thing I remember from Jazz fighting Megatron was at the end when he got split, yeah, got split right. in half. You don't actually see the fight between the two, which I guess went off like two minutes because it's just a blur. It's in the background while you are fighting. All right. So go back to what your, your point was about that. Um, remember when we were talking about Civil War? When we reviewed Captain America Civil War? Yeah, I was actually, I was just thinking about that. Yeah. The, the airport scene. It is The airport scene is, is the textbook way to shoot it, an action sequence with multiple players. Yes. Yeah. It moves you through, but you're able to focus on... Here's Black Widow. She's fighting Hawkeye. Here's... Uh, you know, War Machine. He's fighting Ant Man, right. and you just go from this to this yeah. to this to this. You, this. you get a you get a time with one fight, and it just it just tr- it smoothly transitions. You to know the what? Next Holding fight. your camera steady will do wonders oh, for yeah. your shot, I, oh, I, and I, that's I, the issue. You're talking about something that is essentially rendered in in a computer, and they still decide to use shaky cam with it. Sh- shaky cam is the is the hallmark of directors who don't know how to shoot but action. Then, but then even even. Like Force, uh, the Force Awakens, the last flight, the last fight sequence, and the last space battle, space yeah. slash Starkiller base battle. Even though there was a lot of like close up, and you know you're looking over shoulder shots from the X, you know, on the X wings, you still kind of had a sense of what was going on. Where, where, you know, the the way they would track the shots is like, okay, you get, oh, here comes a missile. Look at you, you can watch the missile come, you know, flying yeah. by and stuff like that. It's it, it, it it's these small differences that. Separate a great director like the Russos or J.J. Abrams from somebody who's directing with his dick in his hand. Right. Which is what Michael Bay essentially is doing in these movies. Um, the other issue is the unbelievable focus on the humans. Oh, Jesus. This was the what? Sam Witwicky show. But come was, on. Well, you're, no. you're discounting his parents. His parents had a very large scene. That was cute. It was cute. <laughs> The the only thing that the first movie should have focused on, uh, the only interaction with the humans in the first uh, first movie was when they were in the in the lawn, when they when when the when the Autobots first meet Sam, yeah, and they're just in the lawn like wrecking everything because you know Sam's like, you guys can't be here type of thing, and they're just like, just these forty foot giant robots. I mean that was funny. Yeah, that's it. That's all yeah. I need. That's all I needed. The but, humans should be, you know, just... Periphery characters. Per, right. Yeah. They shouldn't be the main focus, which they have been in every single one of Every these single movies. one of these things. And just the, the mere... Fa- I mean, Shia LaBeouf, this movie and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull prove he's not a leading man. No. At all. He is a, he is a fantastic supporting role. What was that David Ayer movie about the, uh, um, the, tank, the uh, World War II? Um, Fury. Fury. Fury, yeah. Or is that like about Furry? Furry. That's an entirely different movie. That's, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> but Brad Pitt would still be amazing in that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, but he would appeal to a much different an audience. audience. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. He's serviceable when he is somebody's sidekick, right? So if you want to have him be Robin in the Batman movie that he gets killed by oh, Jared good. Leto's Joker, oh, Jason Todd, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah, because but then he'd have to come back as a Red Hood. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then he'll go off the rails like Jesse Eisenberg did. Right. We don't need that. Um, but this is a sad thing: is that all these complaints we have? This is the good one, right? Exactly. Just it goes downhill from here. It, yeah. it severely downhill. I mean, there, I mean, and there are some deviations from the, the toys that people got upset about. Oh. The fact that Optimus Prime has a mouth. Yeah, I I, I didn't understand why he did that. In fact, I and then and then when he then when he fight, you know, then he get the the, the faceplate. Yeah, 
I, I, I had people tell me before I went to see the movie, he's got a mouth. I was like, no, 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 don't worry That's about that. Stupid. And I saw the movie, I was like, wait, he's got a mouth. Why does he have a mouth? Optimus never had a mouth. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And then Revenge of, I mean, when Revenge of the Fallen, I yeah, was so excited. I was so excited for Devastator. And I was so let down. Yeah, there's a lot about. Yeah, let's move on. 2009's Revenge of the Fallen. That wasn't devastating. That was that was something with like balls in a vacuum mouth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't Made know up of five that. construction vehicles. God. Yeah. All right. So let's start from the beginning of the movie where the Decepticons are now in hiding, and the Autobots are being a bunch of dicks and like drawing them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. According to this, this was going to be the appearance of RC. It was. Soul, it was the sole female. In yeah, the sole female. Who really she, isn't mentioned by name. And you see it for like one scene. One scene where she gets killed unceremoniously. Did she get killed? Yeah. Oh. Um, but how long have you since I've seen that movie? But uh, one of the things, and I brought her name up a lot. Lindsay Ellis it, did her master's project, her master's degree project on the Michael Bay Bayformers oh, movies God. called The Whole Plate. As in the Anthony Anderson line, I hate the whole plate. Yep. Um, and she actually just did one on feminism and robots. Oh, God. Um, and the, the thing is... The Bayformers aren't... You're not oh, my even, God. Not, no. I mean, in terms of the Bechtel test, oh. these movies make Star... The Star Wars movies look like Orange is the New Black. It's just... <laughs> oh, it's awful. Oh, Although, it's so bad. They, women are, are actually shown in two ways. You're either... Super sexy to begin with. You are smart, but you're smart in the way that essentially, if you just took off those glasses and that ponytail, you'd be hot. <laughs> um, or career shrews like Francis McDormand. Oh yeah, but or something or something for a transformer to leg hump. Right. Oh god, what is with the humping in this movie? There's between the the tiny little robot humping Megan Fox's legs to the fucking dogs. Like there is no the, no less than oh, four it was scenes awful. It's awful. of these dogs humping. I I don't remember that, and I don't choose to remember what, that either. It was it? a pit bull being violated care. by a chihuahua. Yeah, I don't care. And the chihuahua was the uh, the Look, man. Now in I remember it, you jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing with this movie was, and the reason why RC that out of my mind. RC was essentially written out of the movie because uh, Robert Orsi, who was oh, one of the writers, and apparently. 9-11 truther. <laughs> just had to add that in there, just to add to the pile of crap that that just shows up in these movies. Uh, said that it would be too jarring for audiences to actually have to have introduced a female Autobot. And then this is preceded immediately by Skids and Mudflap, <laughs> who are the two most racist. racist caricatures in 21st century cinema to the point where one of them is col is the color of watermelon. Well, I don't know. He don't do that thing. And he don't do much reading. Oh, God. And no I want one, some popcorn. <laughs> no one will take responsibility for those two. No. The voice actors are like, we were told we had to do this. Old school, yo. That, that's like, that's a cybertronian. Oh, that's some serious stuff right there. They gotta mean something, like a message. Read? Nah, uh, we, we, no, we, we don't really do much reading. Look, we can't sashay him back. Head growing like a chia pet. Look at him. I had a bit of a mild panic attack earlier, right? Okay. That's because you a pussy. Yeah, I think I'm allowed that, considering what I've been through. And I heard you have a problem. I think I know someone who can help. The computer animators like, Mr. Bay said we had to do this. Michael Bay's like, I let them do whatever the hell they want. 
<laughs> and if you if you've ever talked to anyone that any of the animators, they tell you no. Michael Bay doesn't tell you just do whatever you want. He yeah. tells you exactly what he wants done. Yeah. Oh, so God. I this, know exactly who to blame for that. You know, and 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 I. Yes, it's so easy to hate on Michael Bay for it, and I understand. I mean, the, 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 I, there's just so much pent up rage and fury on, on regarding the Bayformers movie, and I. And he's, you know, he's a big chunk of it. And Paramount, too, for letting him, you know, direct this dreck. But Hasbro bears a lot of the responsibility oh, for I this as well. I bet they do. I bet they do. Because they have a tight leash on this IP. And the fact that they're letting Michael Bay get away with this... Well, and that's the interesting thing, too. It's just about... For Hasbro, it's just about the toys. These toys that, to them... Have no backstory. They're essentially just pieces of plastic that you right. play with and make your own stories. Michael Bay, you went over this earlier about the uh, Dreamwave stuff and the stuff in England. Mm-hmm. About this gigantic mythology that has been cultivated by Transformers all flushed down the toilet now. Right. I mean, it's well, awesome. He's, he's t- what he's done, and from what I understand about last the, the last night, he introduces a lot of like the he introduces the Quintessons and Primus <laughs> and stuff. He he, he introduces Quintessa, yeah. which is, well, she's from she's a Quintesson, is what she, they say. She's about this big. I know. I'm saying he's, <coughs> he's taking the names right and the concepts, but he's still and just crapping all crapping all over, mm. and that's because he doesn't care. No, right. You know, for him. These movies are his opportunity to prove, show I can make big action blockbusters and, and military China and military masturbation porn. Okay, yep. and that's the thing about these movies is enough people have come forward that it, it could very well be true. You'll never know because the military doesn't open up their books. Right, that they dump a bunch of money into these things because, because they love it because he makes them look so good. He makes them look great, except. In uh, Age of Extinction, when they are the greatest military force in the world, the only the only one second is China. But we'll get into that in a few. We we, we just skipped over an entire movie. Um, Revenge did of the Fallen. Did we really? Not really. <laughs> These the movies same. are essentially all the same. This one is ranked the worst Transformers movie up until last night, which I watched a, a video. I sent it to you guys yeah, about I watched it. Yeah. the um the five worst Michael Bay movies. Oh. And the first two are um, Bad Boys 2 and Pearl Harbor. The next three are the three... Yeah, the, the last three Transformers movies, with the exception of The Last Night, because Walter Benaziak said, and I quote, I have no plans on seeing it. <laughs> Fair enough. Even people who review movies for a living have no interest in seeing that movie. So that was a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes now? 12%. This is widely considered the worst for a number of reasons. Skids and Mudflap. Uh, the fact that, you know, essentially um, Megan Fox's uh, short shorts got more, yeah, had more lines than she did in the movie. Um, the fact that there is a, there is a woman who, can, who is a Transformer but can transform into an actual human being. And, and she, the, only, the only reason for her to be there is to try to bone uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. I mean, considering also, you know, she's transforming, you know, she's a robot. Shouldn't she weigh, like, a couple thousand pounds? Uh, we, yep. Um, it's the, lightweight material, yes, I guess. Yes, the humping. Oh, and the I'm standing directly under the enemy scrotum. Yeah. The lion's smoking my John Turturro again. Yep. 
Jeez, he must he must have uh, gambling debts. Either that, or he's got a kid who's just like, Dad, you have to do this. And Leonard Nimoy, essential no prime. Uh, I thought he showed up uh, in the next three. one. That was three. This is three. No, no this two. is two. We're still talking about two. Yeah, believe it or not. Oh my god! All right, so yeah, let's move on then. Dark of the Moon. And now a sneak peek at Transformers Three. Careful, Sam. If Megatron gets the All Spark, he will rule the entire universe. Or it might kill him, and then possibly raise him from the dead. Frankly, Sam, I don't know what the All Spark does. Starts Friday. Starring Leonard oh, Nimoy, this who was, is given a throwaway Star Trek line. The needs of the many outweigh the needs as of a, the few. As a villain. He's, he, and he's using it in a villainous, <coughs> in a villainous, way, in a villainous way. This was the movie that made me completely stop caring about the mo- the Transformers movies. I cannot uh, get through this movie. I, I saw it in fucking theaters. There, 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 was, there was a guy sitting not two rows in front of me who was snoring. Yeah. He fell asleep in a Transformers movie. And these Michael movies Bay. are so loud that my daughter, who could sleep with a truck driving next to her... Oh, yeah. They are so... I mean, the issue is, too, with these movies, part of the reason why it's hard to watch them and why they don't get a lot of replay value at all, they're all... They all exceed two and a half hours. It's just, uh... For what it is, that's unnecessary. I, oddly enough, I actually hate this one more than I hate um, Revenge of the Fallen. Well, this one here, this is this is your Destructo porn movie. Yeah, this yeah. is one that destroys Chicago, basically. Yeah. But, I mean... Oh, the, this is the first time Optimus Prime dies. Jesus. What? Which it was actually not a half-bad battle fight, I, because it was just those two. It was just Optimus and Megatron, and that's it. No, no, that was the second one. No, it was Dark, dark in the Moon, where he, they're out in the, out in the forest... Where Optimus and Megatron are in the forest. Can we just two. can we just agree that these movies that just blend movie. together as one amalgamous oh piece of crap? No, I'm with, uh, you know what, he Andy, can, you're right. He comes back to life in the desert at the end because Sam Witwicky yeah. goes to Transformers no, Heaven. Mike, there is no point arguing which movie is which. Yeah. They're all the same. The, the third movie. one. Oh, can we also? The third one. He dies because. The, the government tells them all to go all the op- yeah. Autobots to go into this missile and leave Earth because reasons reasons. Can we also and just an aside? Can we just say what awful and obvious product placement <laughs> these movies are? I mean, this one especially because this one had the Beats um, placement where they were like Stan- Stanley Tucci has got that <coughs> that transforming metal. Mm-hmm. It's like you like to listen to music, and there's the beats, the beat pill. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and, 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 you know, I can, I can kind of, in a certain <coughs> way, I can kind of accept that. Yeah, Bumblebee's not going to be a VW bug. That would be kind of cool, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I know GM is paying a shitload of money, so he's got to be a Camaro, and Jazz has to be a, a Pontiac and stuff like that. But come on, the product, like, like at the end of the first one, the the freaking Mountain Dew machine. Oh yeah, and starts shooting out cans of Mountain Dew. Would you like a Bud Light? Hold it for the camera. Hold you know, it for the camera. It, it, okay, it, now you get it. The only way it would have been worse if the, the, the stupid machine were saying, Do the do! While it was shooting yeah. out cans. We don't know he doesn't. We don't understand his language. Yeah, so, well, someone brought that up also about the fact that with the amount of product... And an Xbox came to life. These movies must not cost anything to make because the product placement and oh. the army, you know, the military investment in them probably pays for everything. Yeah. 
So that's why they keep getting made. They don't cost anything to make as long as you throw Budweiser in there. And, oh, here's the other thing, too, and here's a major complaint. If you really want to get drunk watching one, because, again, these movies last, you know, a lunar, uh, you know, a lunar year, um... Take a drink every time you see an American flag. Oh God! In these movies, these movies this are a slow motion panning shot. But it, it's Patriots porn is what it is. It's yeah. just like <laughs> the reason that this was the la- this was the one that just completely turned me off completely is because it completely changed and destroyed the character of Optimus Prime. Mm. Yeah, when he ripped off. Uh, well, well Megatron's not, not head. even that he. He knew that um, the Decepticons were going to blow up his missile, but he let he he faked it anyway. Because and he let this he let them destroy Chicago because he wanted humanity to be taught a lesson that they should never trust the Decepticons. I am Wait, a dick. So millions of people die just because it's <clears throat> you need to be taught a lesson. Yep, which is not anything Optimus. And then really at the be. end, um, he's got you know he's got the villain the, the main villain down. And Megatron, Megatron helped him out. And Megatron's like, "Come on, let's beat them together." Okay, Axe and Megatron's head pull out his spine, and then, oh well, you're you're down and you're weak, you villain. Blow you right in the face, point blank, right in the face. Oh, God, that's not Optimus Prime. No. That has never been Optimus Prime. That destroyed his character. After that, I just didn't care anymore. I, there, I, I could care less. There is a theme that runs through a lot of modern action movies now. Um, I would say that Zack Snyder is a, is a prime suspect in this as well. That altruism is a weakness. Right. So, you don't get heroic Transformers. You get Transformers that are in a shitty situation that drag shittier human beings no, you know into it, a shittier situation. Well, you, know what it, you know what it is, is? Is Michael Bay and Zack Snyder are, are those guys in high school and college that read Ayn Rand yeah. and read Atlas Shrugged <laughs> and never grew out of it. Yep. You know? I gave one to every member of my crew. I don't know why they had they had a great bonfire. I didn't see any reading it though. Um, I don't I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the the Autobots are supposed to be the heroes. And why are they acting more villainous than the than Septicons? Blowing up Chicago, yeah. Right. Well, like you said, you 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 have this generation of directors who see being the good guy is weak as weak is, is weakness. You know. I mean, look how Superman... I mean, what... What any other... Foot in, in the Man of Steel... I enjoyed Man of Steel. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. But I can see... The one thing that always bothered me... Martha and Jonathan Kent... Never held back Superman. They always said... Son, you have these powers. You need to help. You have to inspire the world. No, no. Throughout, don't, they, don't stop, throughout stop. the entire Superman canon... Yeah. Jonathan and Martha Kent... Always encourage Superman. It always encouraged Clark yeah. to be the best he can be. Never said. Never was like the world doesn't. You don't owe the world anything. That's not Martha. Yeah. No. Martha. <laughs> so this meme was um, it, it's showing like a John, uh, yeah Jonathan Kent talking to Clark in the back of yeah. but kid, but Dad kids were gonna die. And the meme says. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, That's essentially yeah. what he told him. Well, you should have let him die. But he's right. But they, they, it's basically you, you have directors like Michael Bay trying to be edgelord, saying this is edgy. This is you know he's he's a complex hero. That's not Prime. Prime is not supposed to be complex. Right. He's supposed to be. The, he's Prime. supposed to be what you strive right. for. But the Just issue, like Superman. But here's the issue with all of that, though. None of that is earned. No. If he's going to be a gritty antihero, fucking earn it. Right. 
It's he's written out to well, and in the later movies he's barely in it. But Optimus Prime at no point really is like you know, no one. He doesn't give a rallying leader. He doesn't give the Braveheart speech right at all. You don't know why he's a leader other than he kind of turns into the biggest vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And he, he's he really the only one who got a voice from the cartoon back. Right. That's that's about it. Well, until this re- most recent one. Yeah. So, yeah, and Dark of the Moon, I think it was really... It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right, next up, 24... Well, well, it, it, I, I keep wanting to call it Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> and then listen to Pearl, uh, Pearl, uh, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, yeah. All right, 2014, Age of Extinction, which... By this point, now you were already wise to it. I had grown wise to it a long time no, I, ago. I, I was out. But do you remember the posters and the big like standy? Yeah, it was Dino. It was, it was uh, Grimlock. It was supposed to be all it about was Grimlock. Optimus Prime riding fucking Grimlock riding Grimlock. With a sword. So you could hear the nerd boners yep. from miles away. Finally, they're gonna get it right this time. Look, here's Grimlock. The Dinobots are in. There's no fucking way they could fuck this up, right? That's the thing. The Dinobots have always been one of my favorite parts of Transformers. And even then, even with the Dinobots in the movie, I still didn't care. I was like, <laughs> no. I've well, you know three times before. I don't care. Well, you know what? John Campia on Movie Talk, when he was on Movie Talk, he always, he always made a good point. He's like, we know these movies are basically, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he's, he's basically says, we know these movies are shit. But they put out these... Trailers that look so good, and like you said, one of the big reveals for the um, Age of Insiction trailers was Optimus Prime riding Grim, a fire-breathing Grimlock. You're yeah. like, oh, okay, you got me. Now I didn't fall for it, but I wasn't going to spend, yeah, you know, twenty bucks of my hard-earned cash. I do have to bring this up real quick. Catherine did send me something about the first Transformers movie. I totally forgot until now. I apologize. So, um, she went to go see the first Transformers movie in theaters with a couple of friends. Her friend Julia, like her, had grown up watching the cartoon and, was, and crushing on Optimus Prime because of his voice. When Optimus came on screen in the movie, we held hands Whoa. and waited for him to speak and squealed with joy together when he did. <laughs> Is it any wonder I ended up with a guy with a great baritone singing voice? <laughs> so... That could be Thank taken, you. That, I'm sorry, Catherine, but that could be taken completely the wrong yeah. way. <laughs> when Optimus came on screen, I, I squealed with delight. <laughs> now back to the dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, at this laughing. Point, oh God! Well, this this movie. Yes, earned, I didn't watch it, so I earns I points for even more gratuitous product placement. The Budweiser thing. Um, the fact that Mark Wahlberg's daughter is like what 17 years old. And it's like this really creepy relationship oh, where it's just he's talking about sex and well, I, I guess, her. I guess he spent like he spends like you know fifteen minutes explaining how having sex with an underage uh, girl is not illegal. Yeah, it's, I, I, th- I think Michael Bay is projecting there. <laughs> it yeah. just or, or Bob Morsey. I, I don't know yet. Maybe if I do it like this, it's fine. Yeah. I had my lawyers look over all of this. Excellent. I just, I don't know. I again, I, none of us I thought I think saw this. Most I of my, it. most of my takeaway from most of these movies have now come from the Everything Wrong series on Cinema Sins. Yeah. 
because they'll get the whole movie in 15 minutes. Or in the case of Age of Extinction, a half hour, they had to break it up into two parts. Wow. There was so much wrong with this movie. Um, and yeah, they didn't get Grimlock right. Of course not. Yeah, apparently they only had Grimlock in the last five minutes. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing, too. This was the first movie where the domestic gross had dropped substantially, but this was the movie that got saved by the Chinese market. Yeah. Well, it was co-funded, it was co-financed by a Chinese company. Right. In fact, one of the actors said that he had improvised a line, and Michael Bay ran up to him and screamed at him that that won't, that won't play in China. Yeah. So they made this movie fully on the eyes that the American audience is tired of his shit. Let's move it. Let's move it overseas. That's the only reason that uh, it grossed a billion dollars, you know, and the majority of that was international money. That's the only reason that um, Five is doing any kind of money, right? Because it's not doing it here. No, no. God, it, no. What, it dropped eighty nine percent week 14, one, to week two. Fourteen days is just crossed hundred million. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the last night. Then twenty seventeen's the last night. Let's be firm this time. The fate of the Transformers franchise depends on it. Mr. Bay, please put on some pants. I hear you have some issues with the script for T5. Uh, yes, well, the, uh, the PPP, uh, the story seems rather nonsensical. I approve these changes myself. See, this scene here, Prime reveals he is from the planet Magnetron. But Optimus Prime is from Cybertron. No, I explain all that here. He arrived on Cybertron as a boy. Autobots aren't ever children. And met the Autobots in high school. There are no high schools on Cybertron. And he invented transforming in Metal Shop. That's absurd. And he holds the patent, so the Decepticons owe him a lot of money. That Mr. Bay, that's enough! Um, again, back to Lindsay Ellis here. She and Black Nerd... Uh, yeah, Andre the Black Nerd. Oh, Andre the Black right, Nerd yes. did a review of this, which was hilarious, and I do recommend you watch it. I watched it. it was, but what I she mentioned was... These movies, as bad as they are, they're usually kind of fun to watch, even if you're just going to watch them and make fun of them. Right. It's not fun anymore. Yeah. Right. It's... It's... It's this... The, the, part of well, the ad campaign for this movie focuses on this little girl. And I remember seeing this trailer in the movie theater of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I was there with my, you know, my wife and my kids for Beauty and the Beast, and the, tra- and the Transformers trailer comes on, and there's this 10-year-old girl that like, fight like a girl... Yeah, I fight like a girl. And I look over at my daughter. And my daughter's with this big smile on her face. And, like, showing her, like, doing her, you know, rascally, all of her twist-type things, getting away from scraps and all that. And then, you know, and she's, I'm like, wow, she's really digging this. I really don't, I hope I don't have to take her to see it. Because <laughs> I knew exactly what it was. Right. And then Optimus Prime shows up. And I see this big smile just turn into, like, this gigantic frown. And I look at her, and I get the same frown on my face. And she looks at me with the same frown, like just we just look at each other. But you know, lower lips just tucked underneath, just shaking our heads like, no. This is apparently. Hey, I, I guess the big thing is if you want to be disappointed by King Arthur twice this year, twenty seventeen's oh. the way to go. Oh, but a boom. One thing is, I still kind of want to see the uh, the Guy Ritchie one. Oh, okay. It's on Showbox now. Okay. Yeah, same with Alien Covenant. So I finally don't have I to say see I know. That's I, our Halloween show, I Mike. I was disappointed in that so much. But this movie essentially <laughs> has... I think this is the third time that they've changed the canon, or the you know just the overall canon yeah. of Bayformers. Yeah. Not Transformers, but Bayformers. They keep changing their story. Oh, yeah. 
Well, how do you and, and, how do you explain that Megatron dies multiple times and comes back in different forms? At this, at this point, is Michael Bay's like, and fuck it. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. This is just. Oh god, I have no it. No one has any interest seeing it. Um, Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic, did a review before the movie came out. He's like, "How do I know what's going to happen? Because it's the same fucking movie I've seen the last four times." Yeah. Look at the trailer. I can analyze the trailer right now for you. This is going to happen, but this isn't really going to happen. It's going to happen for five minutes. And it's not even going to be a big part of the movie. The little girl. The little girl was in that movie for less than ten minutes. Yeah. Optimus Prime is less than five minutes of movie time. That whole big fight between him and Bumblebee, two minutes. <laughs> Optimus, you're my friend. Oh, Martha! I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Why did you say Martha. One must Martha, one must fall. God. Uh, good God. Yeah. And I mean, what? Twelve percent. Twelve percent Rotten Tomatoes, the largest domestic drop in, in modern movie history. Eighty-nine percent. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think that was worldwide, actually. Worldwide? No, I think it was just domestic. No, it's domestic. It, was 80, it dropped eighty-nine percent. Eighty-nine percent. Week one to week two, it dropped eighty-nine. Friday to Friday. Oh, oh, oh Friday to Friday. Friday right, to Friday. Because, well, because it was a. Uh, Doing if they do the weekend, it was a sixty-two percent drop. Right, but Friday to Friday, it was because it was a Wednesday this, release. This summer should be a wake-up call to a lot of studios, uh. and I don't think that's going to happen because where are we at? We know that they've already greenlit a Bumblebee prequel to take oh place in the nineteen eighties, but you know what we don't have yet a fucking Wonder Woman sequel yet. Yeah, not officially. Not officially. Yeah. And we all we all know it'll happen eventually, but that's actually after they piss off Patty Jenkins. And uh, uh, Patty Jenkins has already said, "No, oh, this is how I'd like to do it." But oh, uh, I'm sorry. Did you come in here with ideas and notes? Yeah, I don't think we're interested this time around. Um, you know what? Your last movie was missing Batman. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! No, it had an email from Batman. Oh, exactly. <laughs> That's the entire reason why that movie is the biggest grossing movie in DC history. Because the name Bruce Wayne was si- Bruce was signed on something. And even, even in Man of Steel, Wayne Enterprises are right there. So yeah. Batman has a connection to every single movie in the in the DCEU. That's just awful. <laughs> but again, this is got this should be the summer that people wake up to failing franchises and the power of good storytelling. Yeah, Alien Covenant made nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but those are the, pom- the Power Rangers. The Power Rangers barely cracked. I like the Power it, Rangers. It, it, it was a good movie. It, it is critically acclaimed. It, it got good reviews, but it made nothing. Money-wise, it made a hundred million. Worldwide, it made $140 million on a $100 million budget. I know budget. that. I still want to and see And there's, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I yeah. mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just... I think there's some sort of... I don't know how to explain it. There might be some fatigue. Unless you have a very bankable franchise. Right. Well, the thing with the Power Rangers are they never really went away. I want the Green Ranger in a movie, damn it. Well, maybe you'll get it eventually. You but did. You had, they, the, you had the Green Ranger. They never... The Power Rangers never went away. She just became a bad guy. Well, yeah, I mean, I want Tommy. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, look at the other movies that came out this summer. I mean, so, Last Night won't even finish in the top ten this year. No. This will be, I think, the first year in the Transformers releases where the domestic top ten will not include... No. 
I think right it's now, right now, release. the top top grocers are probably um, yeah, Guardians Two and Wonder Woman. Guardians Two, Wonder Woman. I am going to assume that Spider Man is going to be doing huge bank. Oh. That is it yeah. for the summer. Spider Man is the last big movie of the summer. I think Thor isn't coming out. Thor, not till November. Um, yeah, hold on a second. Pulling up box office mojo right now because I. I mean, yeah, Baby Driver. I, mean, I, got, I got it right now. Baby Driver. One of my coworkers said that Baby Driver is um, it's good, but it's not as good as Rotten Tomatoes says it is. Really? I've got I've got the top ten right here. Yeah, I got it right here too for domestic, right? Nope. Uh, worldwide. All right. Number one, Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Uh, with one point two five mil. Yeah. Uh, then Fate of the Furious. Then oh, that's right. Yeah, Guardian. Then Guardians Two, Wonder yeah. Woman, Pirates of the Caribbean Five, which was actually fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, then Logan, Kong Skull Island, Baby Boss, then Transformers. Yep. Right now in the domestic, Transformers is number fourteen uh, with a hundred and nine million dollars. Um. Yeah. The, the the domestic's about the same. Beauty and the Beast, Guardians, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman will definitely oh, take. Yeah. Guardians for domestic. Yeah, 2017 World War Rose Transformers is number nine. It'll, it'll get kicked out of the top ten easily. Yeah. yeah. Once once Spider Man comes out and, and uh, yeah. the Last Jedi, forget it. And uh, you also got Justice League and uh, um, uh, oh, that's right. I forgot Justice League's coming out this year. No, wow. Like, like, what does that tell you about like Justice two League? Two weeks was it? Two weeks before or after Thor? Two weeks after. Okay. Um. Yeah, what does that tell you, Joe? I know. I, as the, DC, the DC guy, guy, as the DC guy, you forgot about that because here's the thing: well, the problem, the thing Wonder, is, Wonder Woman, Woman was, was so good. good. Yeah, oh, you're not going to. I don't think you can replicate that with the structure that is there right now. Wonder unless, Woman seems like an independent movie, unless Joss Whedon can pull off a miracle. I don't know. But I have a feeling that's going to be about as jarring as switching between Richard Lester and Richard Donner and Superman Two. Well, we don't. Yeah, know, but we Superman Two is considered a classic. Uh, I, I like it more than French, uh, Superman One because Superman One just had so much so much cheese in it. It had a lot of cheese. It was still an amazingly made movie, though. You you can't tell me you can you can sit, watch, oh, no, sit and watch the, through that scene. The lowest stuff I can't no. Yeah. But we didn't get that far with my kids. <laughs> Good. So yeah, so that is Transformers. Oh. It, it really it just like the movie series itself, it devolved into a conversation about something else. Yeah. Uh, which is I mean, the thing is the, the thing that, that pisses me off about Bayformers is that there was so much potential. If you read the IDW. Series, the IDW canon, it is so good and it's so in depth and it it gives a lot of life to the characters. Oh, just watch Beast Wars too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there was a lot of potential there to make a good, fun action kind of like these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. Watch them yep. go at it. Yep, and that's not what you got. And the nope. issue is that. We are still so deep in the weeds as to what they have planned for this. There is no chance for a reboot anytime in the near future. No, no. no. Par- Paramount and Hasbro put so much money into this. Yeah. It's like over under fifty percent. Michael Bay actually uh, follows through on his word and does not direct he'll be, six. He'll be back. Yeah, I don't know if he'll his, be no, back. His or, e- no, his ego will not allow him to go away. after this failure. Yeah, Bad Boys Two. He made Bad Boys Three. 
Okay? He's making Bad Boys He's 3. He's making yeah. Bad Boys 3. Supposedly. So, yeah. Uh, hey, I give the guy a lot of restraint for not doing a sequel to Pearl Harbor. Oh, good God. <laughs> Pearl Harbor 2. This time it's war. Pearl Harbor 2. Midway. <laughs> My wife told me when that movie came out, we were going to go. We were going with our friends. I don't want to hear a goddamn word out of you. Okay? So, we're sitting there. We're watching it. We're watching it. Okay. And then... The sailor comes by. He's like, hey, we got engaged. She grabbed my hand and goes, let, let loose the dogs of war. <laughs> this movie just got so stupid so fast. <laughs> the biggest issue with that movie, you know, besides everything, um, the biggest historical inaccuracy is where um, the Japanese, are, during the attack, fly away from the ships and attack the hospital. Right, which that did. never happened. They never did that, no. No. They were they were focused on the ships and then they left. Yeah. Right. And the air, airfield. Right. They didn't kill anybody at the hospital. They didn't, you know, shoot up civilians or anything. Yeah. But, you no, know. That's not how they, that's not, uh, not how they roll. Too bad. Michael Bay has so much potential the, the, after The Rock. Yeah, that's the only Michael Bay movie. That was 21 years ago. That's somewhat. why I said he had so much potential. Yeah. Uh, that's the best Michael Bay movie that I can think of. Uh, absolutely. That movie's old enough to drink not, now. It's not great, but it's still... It's, it's enjoyable, though. Yeah, it's it, enjoyable. It's enjoyable. You, you, there was no ambiguity about the movie whatsoever. Right. It was a, it was an adrenaline-paced, you know, action movie when Nicolas Cage was still making coherent movies. Right. And, you didn't, and you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't need to rely Sean on... Sean Connery was still working. Yeah. You didn't need to... The movie did not need to rely on tired old cliché and stereotypes. There's also very like few base explosions in it. Yeah. It was yeah. an enjoyable movie. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of enjoyable movies, our next show, we got the 30th anniversary of 1987. Woo. There are so many movies to talk about that got released in 1987. Yep. It might, it most likely will be a two-parter. Um, so, any of your favorites? Because usually when we do these, we do tackle the, um, the box office top 10 and the IMDb top 10. So those are going to be the big ones, but if you have anything you want us to make a special mention about... So many good movies. So many good movies that year. And you forget how many good movies there are that year. But if there are any movies that you want us to talk about uh, that didn't make those lists, any movies you have a special affinity for, you can email us at uh, geeksaladradio at gmail.com. You can post it on our Facebook page, which is Geek Salad Podcast, or our Twitter feed at Geek Salad Radio. Yes. So I, was, I was just making my best over the top face. Oh, okay, yeah, because over the top will be discussed in full. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Hold on, we gotta turn the cat around. Yeah, it's like a switch. <laughs> so, so until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And I'm Joe. Go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Might as well make the best of this crap sandwich. My name's Scooter. Hello, new friend. Wow, you're a robot, too. I'm better than a robot. 
I'm a go-bot! Maybe this will be a great present after all. Uh, you're kind of puny. Good things come in small packages. Like what kind of good things? Do you kick a lot of ass? Oh, no. I hate fighting. But I do know a lot of knock-knock jokes. Oh, good. That'll be helpful.